This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hi friends, I am going to give a quick little intro before my podcast, the content of my podcast here, uh, because just FYI, I guess, heads up, <laughs> so you're not like, what is going on here? Um, my podcast went a little bit differently than I expected today. You will hear from Markara, who made an appearance, um, where I, I spontaneously channeled her. She wanted to come through, so... You'll hear that, and um, I hope you get something out of it. <laughs> Star children. I assume that if you are listening to this, you survived the past week <laughs> with all of the eclipse craziness. I heard from a lot of you guys um, on Instagram that it was rough out there and I am going to 100% agree with you and we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot today. I also wanted to talk a bit about, uh, you know, I've been I've been asked a few times to give my take on what's going on with Israel and, and Palestine and uh, how that kind of relates to what our planet is going through and that has been heavily, heavily on my mind. I've been just processing a lot of that. And uh, so we're going to talk about that too. Um, and I'm going to play a session for you because I did my first hypnosis session myself uh, since a while. I, I purposefully allowed myself to take a break and integrate a lot of stuff. So uh, I got back at it and you'll be hearing hearing about that today. So first let's see um oh I, st I started a new treatment today for myself for um my my health issues uh it's I shared about this a bit on on Instagram and a lot of you were interested in, in learning more about what I'm doing so I mentioned a long time ago maybe six months or so on on the podcast um about being floxed. I don't know if anybody remembers that. So there's there's this um, class of antibiotics called fluoroquinolones. And um, these antibiotics are particularly harmful. There's a lot of studies <laughs> about this. None of this is pseudoscience uh, or you know, me just hating the pharmaceutical companies or something. I mean, I have, I have feelings about them, but this is coming from a very factual, <laughs> neutral standpoint. Um, the, this, there's a specific antibiotic called Cipro, Ciprofloxin that, oh, it's very common to be um, prescribed. And usually it's prescribed for things like, um, UTIs or kidney infections, things of that nature. And, um, I was 
I used to have chronic UTIs and kidney infections. <clears throat> so I was prescribed Cip Cipro at least 10 times um, and also given given like shots of it inter intravenously. Intravenously? Is that how you say it? I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, and so what we know and what has been known for a long time, uh, there's actually a, a black box um, warning on the label if that's, I don't know, the FDA, an FDA warning. I don't know how the, how the FDA, how, how that all works, but it's called a black box warning um, that says if you have a, or if you're, if your patient has a connective tissue disorder, like me, um, I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, uh, which causes me to not produce or synthesize type 1 or type 3 collagen correctly. I don't code for collagen correctly. So uh, if you have EDS or something along those lines, that's the most common common connective tissue disorder, then you're, that is not to be prescribed to you uh, because it can be just, it can be disastrous. Um, there's all, there are a lot of studies that show that it, how it just completely destroys connective tissue on animal studies. You can look it up it's it's uh it is known in the medical community not a secret and it is uh you know it's, it's not like a a myth <laughs> so i was prescribed this many many times and so it can have really bad consequences for somebody who who has eds and um a lot of people it's it's pretty common to end up in a wheelchair or end up having certain like parts of your tissue just annihilated basically you can see you know some what the photographs from some of these studies and they're pretty it's pretty sad um and so yeah that happened to me many times over the years and so um to me, after finding that out, besides just being really, really angry <laughs> that, that it's still even legal to prescribe this antibiotic when there are others that work just as well out there um, that don't have side effects like these. So it, what it does is it, da it damages your mitochondria and you can, and the, the fluoroquinolones stay in your um, cells. And you have to, basically the way to get better is you find a way to um, remove them the best you can. And so um, to me, it's a, it makes, it seems like a pretty valid hypothesis that, you know, I've done all these treatments that are supposed to help me produce more collagen, right? That is, that way that can help with all of the, the issues in my body that are caused by a deficit of that but if my mitochondria are too sick and damaged to be able to produce you know the fiber you know the fibroblasts that make the collagen I believe that's how that all works um <clears throat> you know it's not they're not going to be effective and so I've kind of switched targets right now instead of trying to force my body to make more collagen in all these different ways I mean, I'm still doing some of that stuff, um, but I'm 
working on going to kind of the root of the the cell, the mitochondria, and hopefully um, healing those. <clears throat> and so I started uh, something called ozone therapy, which is where, so here's the cool thing, is that there have been studies that show that if you administer ozone to hospital water that has fluoroquinolones dumped in it, it actually can remove the fluoroquinolones from the water. And so that's why a lot of people who've been floxed, that's what they call it, uh, have had really good success with um, this ozone therapy. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I just started that yesterday. And it's interesting. What they do is they they actually offer it at my local um, the cryotherapy, um, place that I go to, uh, where I do some of my, my other therapies and they, they, uh, remove, they draw blood, they remove a bag of blood <laughs> and then they infuse it. They inject ozone into the bag. They oxid, ozone, ozone, I don't know. They, <laughs> they pump that into the blood and they make it all add the ozone into it and then they run it through a couple different machines that kind of like cleans the blood and then um they put it back into your body through an IV and so then it goes through your bloodstream and so your body can absorb it and it can you know um affect your heal your mitochondria and any other cells right that need need a little boost so um, it works really well for persistent infections and things like that, too. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Cat scared me. <laughs> She's running into stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so it's it's just, it's interesting. It seems promising. It's helped so many people. And it's one of those things that's been around for 100 years, literally. I think it was, in, I think they started using it back in the 1920s. But um, it, oh, I got to pause to help my cat get up on the couch <laughs> one sec she's my cat that can't jump so she needs she needs a little help sometimes i don't mind giving it to her at all um because she's so sweet so yeah so it you know it's been around 100 years but it hasn't really made a resurgence until lately because um it, you know, I hate to say it, but it's not a big money maker like, um, you know, some of the pharmaceutical treatments to things. You know, it, it's there's no money in ozone, um, because it's it's a cheap and effective way to heal your body, um, and so. I don't know. We're going to see how it works. That's how a lot of these treatments are, though. It's the alternative treatments. They're, they are not mainstream because they're not moneymakers. And that's really sad and not in, in service of the humans. But we have some broken systems to fix here on this planet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we so we'll see. I think I might end up doing about 10 courses of it and we'll we'll see how it goes. So far so good. Um <clears throat> let's talk about some galactic updates. This isn't 
I don't know that this is news necessarily. This is just um, my, because there hasn't, I haven't seen a whole lot of new news about uh, UFOs lately I, or or contact or any of that. You know, I, I'm always got my ears perked up for that stuff. So I wanted to talk about um, encounters a little bit more. I got through the rest of the show uh, uh, on Netflix for different episodes. And there were a couple things that stuck out that I want to talk about. So the second episode, no, the third, wait, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm losing track of what each episode was about. There was one that was about, uh, because there's one of them where I was sick and I was like half asleep and (laughs) just didn't, yeah, it kind of went in one ear and out the other but there was one that was really interesting um with the children in in Zimbabwe who um who were the the um the craft I don't want to spoil it for you but I think this is I don't think this is a spoiler the the craft that landed in front of them in their schoolyard um, out in the middle of nowhere in Zimbabwe. And these children, um, 60, there were 62, I believe, 62 witnesses. Oh, I'm getting chills. Um, I had a really strong reaction uh, to watching this episode. And I don't know if it was because... Um, Markara was getting a little revved up. Sometimes that happens. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is not just me here that's reacting to this. Uh, but it was just um, because they were children, you know, they weren't believed. But there was one man who believed these children and interviewed them. And the interviews are pretty incredible. The... My... Oh, yeah. No, it definitely... Now I'm remembering watching this because this is about a week ago and my brain... (laughs) Anyway, uh, I remember having this reaction and I kept hearing, like, Zetas, Zetas. And then I was like... And then Essasani. Um, And so then I was like... I knew there was some Zeta thing happening there. Um, But the Essasani... Oh, and I'm getting chills again. So the Essasani are, are a future hybrid race of humans and Zetas that are benevolent and highly evolved. And I am, as soon as the children started drawing pictures of them, I was like, oh, yeah, I think those are Essasani. Those are the Essasani. Um, the way they drew them just looked, they looked a lot like human Zeta hybrids or how I would imagine them to look, <laughs> at least. I've never seen one in person. Uh, up close, but the 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 really beautiful thing that touched me a lot was that these you know this craft landed and the the being walked out of the craft and was just a few feet away from the children and the children were standing there staring at the being and they felt. Um, well, the the being started telepathically communicating with them. And, and it was so interesting to hear 
several children all have now adults they interviewed them as adults now they all said the same thing was that this being had a message for humanity which was that they were they needed to take care of the planet and this happened in the 90s i believe yeah i'm gonna say 90 94 91 something like that maybe 94 um because they all they went on oprah and talked about it and stuff (laughs) based off of oprah's hair at the time i'm gonna i'm gonna bet 94 and so they received this this telepathic message that we needed to take care of our planet and we needed to take care of the earth because others were going to destroy ourselves and oh, I'm getting the chills again. I'm having such a interesting reaction to this, even just talking about it. Yeah, I feel really emotional about that. Um, and so it was, to me, it was just so, it was such a important and beautiful message. And I can totally understand why they came to children to spread this message because children are so much more open and so much more receptive and um and so as they were this is interesting you guys are hearing me in real time get like information um from Markara. Yeah, it's because that, that I don't know if that that doesn't usually happen when I'm talking on the podcast. It's um children are so much more open. Their minds are so much more open. And so they made the perfect subjects for these more uh advanced creatures, beings if you will, who have uh, the interest of Earth at heart. And it was their thought that to make the biggest impact we had to start reaching the children and the children's minds. Because adults already have these strong belief systems that are already ingrained in them. And it's very hard to change a mind that is made up. So by reaching out to the children, either internally or externally in this case, we are able to make such a bigger impact. And this is why you see things like uh, television shows, movies, for children uh, that are helping them open up their mind to these bigger concepts that adults have a hard time wrapping their heads around. And now what you are seeing is you are seeing a, a generation of children who are now adults who are now much more open. And so as, uh, as this, you know, contact uh, proceeds and we progress farther with that, getting closer to being able to have open contact with people of this planet, 
we are uh, now speaking to a generation that is much more um, primed, if you will, to be open to the other, to be open to paradox, and to be open to even the concept of speaking with a creature from another planet. And that is an entirely new concept for the people of Earth. And that was not possible in previous generations. And so as we, you know, approach species maturation of um, the people of, of Earth, it's going to be much uh, easier and a smoother transition to be able to speak to people whose minds are already more open than other generations. We've been planting seeds for a very long time. And you are now seeing the results of this, especially as contact has, uh, you know, we everyone on your planet is beginning to kind of reckon with this concept of um, other species being here. And because of that, you are seeing now a, a generation of now adults who are more open to this concept of uh, other species of aliens, if you will, being either walking here on Earth or contacting Earth or being in your skies. And that was, that was very much intentional. That was one of our uh, ways of affecting change without interference. <clears throat> and so uh, it, it is very, very, it is very difficult to get through to a mind that is already closed. Uh, as you see in your your older generations. Uh, not everyone, but of course. Uh, but but now you are seeing the, the children uh, of a generation that where this concept was maybe not so taboo or not so foreign come of age and be able to uh, reckon with these higher level concepts and uh, engage in a dialogue about um, other species being outside of just earth and it not be a shock as you are seeing this happen in real time. Uh, I, I get a chuckle out of watching uh, Monet, <laughs> I'm calling her out right now, scroll through TikTok and uh, all the jokes about the, you know, the earth, earthlings who 
just don't even care that aliens are real because it's it's not a shock anymore. It's kind of lowest on the priority list of problems on the planet. <laughs> and in some ways that that is uh, that was our intention. Of course, uh, now that this generation and and future generations are more open, <clears throat> their minds are more open to um, not being alone in this universe. That will help with the transition that is uh, open contact, which uh, must happen for every species eventually. And so we are optimistic that in this lifetime, uh, we will we will reach that milestone. Uh, as I'm sure you have noticed, that the energy is intensifying all around you at this time, as your your um, species seems to be moving farther apart on its way towards a point of integration. I will uh, I will speak to the energy and uh, what what you are all experiencing at this time, especially uh, recently, the thing that came up in a very big way for many of you um, and is currently coming up in your world events at this time is that um, the the ego your species is having to learn to reckon with and navigate what it means to have an ego. And I want to affirm that an ego is not a negative thing. It is a necessity in third density as it is your anchor to this planet, to your identity, to who you are, to how you relate with the world. And so uh, what you are all experiencing and feeling at this time is the um, sensation, if you will, of the ego beginning to lighten. And as this happens for you, it is going to feel very uncomfortable and destabilizing. And so what you see around you, whether it be uh, in your own homes, in your own interpersonal relationships, or whether it be on the world stage, uh, at a political level, or even, uh, you know, nations warring with each other, is you are seeing um, humans trying to navigate what does it mean to be to to hold on to and cling to beliefs, 
stories, belief systems and structures, identities, the things that make us us. The person that says the, um, the, the, what makes us us? Let me address that. It is what, where we live, what country we belong to, what state you belong to, what city you belong to. <laughs> it can go on and on. What community you belong to, your sex, your gender your your interests your religion your spirituality your spiritual beliefs all of these things all of these um form our ego and this isn't bad this doesn't mean that we wipe all of that away it is that we are now moving from service to self to service of the whole. And that is what must happen on your planet for you to actually integrate the deep polarity you are seeing play out right now. As this is a um, somewhat of a parallel to the Orion civilization. There are so many souls who are currently on your planet uh, who are playing out some of this Orion karma and drama, if you will, of this deep polarization. And uh, what is necessary to move, to make this transition from service to self to service of the whole and the self. There's two things. One is to move from a win-lose paradigm, which you are currently locked in, where it's if I win, you lose. If you win, I lose. No one there, there's not a possibility for both to win because we are locked into a pattern of retaliation of either I, I win or you win and I don't want you to win so you must lose and I must win and this is happening on a world level as well as an interpersonal level which you are seeing. This is what you were seeing with this past eclipse, some of this coming up. And what we must move towards is a win-win paradigm. That it's possible that when I win, you win. And that it's okay that you win and that nobody has to lose. Otherwise, you see what you're seeing now, which is patterns of throwing stones and retaliating. Whether this be with your spouse, whether this be with your family, whether this be two nations at war with one another. The other thing that must happen 
is that for this, in order for this win-win, for this pattern disruption to take, take place, both sides that are locked in conflict there must be a, there one of them it only takes one one of them must make a different choice so i want you to think about this in your personal life as well not just we're not just talking about uh planetary conflict <laughs> one of you must make a different choice When one of you makes a different choice instead of your default based off of your programming, your beliefs, your stories, your wounds, then what happens is the other party must respond differently. And that is how you disrupt a pattern and choose a new way forward. There's uh, one other thing that I would like to speak about, which is uh, our, our role in assisting your planet. You may think of us as uh, parents. We've watched you grow up from afar, sometimes maybe a little too close, maybe uh, what uh, you might know as a helicopter parent. (laughs) And we have made a choice for a long time to step back and, and watch and observe. And the the difficulty came when you were you had your hands on technology that you were not yet ready for much like giving a uh, a five-year-old a smartphone That is what happened when you discovered nuclear technology. And so, so now, um, we, we are watching from maybe not so far of a distance and, um, assisting as best we can without interfering and that is uh that is our our greatest concern at the moment though we wish to encourage you to not be afraid uh do not let fear Uh, step into the driver's seat. It is important uh, to continue to stay grounded, to continue to practice discernment, uh, 
and to continue to show up in your life with the most powerful force uh, in this universe, which is love. Love Monet is getting some interference here because there are people uh, yelling things outside of her front yard. Um, one moment. Love is what will be what sets you all free from the win-lose paradigm that you are currently locked in this this deep deep polarity on your planet when you as a species can open your hearts and tap into uh this open heart uh, uh heart chakra space in your body and serve the highest love possible in your actions a love that is not concerned with ego and is in service of the whole. That will be what helps you to know which actions to take to disrupt the pattern. And that is what I want to leave you with today. So thank you for, uh, thank you, Monet, for uh, opening the door when I knocked. Uh, I would love to come back and speak to you all again. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Well, I was not expecting that to happen. That was cool. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a potty break. I will be back and recollect my thoughts. Okay, I'm I'm back. <laughs> oh boy, that made me incredibly hungry. I just devoured some chips and salsa. Cool. Well, that that wasn't my expected format of delivery for today but I will take it that's um yeah it was interesting that was the first time where I felt her you know normally she kind of like gives me relays information well no maybe that's not it this is this is interesting I'm analyzing the experience um and normally it's like I, I hear her kind of like dumping a bunch of information in my brain, but I I just kind of relay the information. But that was the first time where I felt her kind of merge. Um, it's, it feels a little bit like her energy kind of merges with mine. Uh, and I guess I just had to <clears throat> open up the door and let her come through because she she was there. I could I could feel it when... Um, 
talking about the children in Zimbabwe. <laughs> She's that was uh, emotional for her. So okay, um, I guess that touched on the things that I I was actually planning on talking about, but I think she did it a lot better justice than I would have. Um, I was planning on playing a hypnosis session, but I think I'm going to make the executive decision to um, play that session next week instead. Because I think that the information that just came through was probably more um, timely and appropriate for what's going on in the world right now and what we're all kind of collectively experiencing. Um, so instead, I'll just, I'll give you a little teaser for next week, what we're going to get into, uh, which has to do with, I'm going to be playing a session that was my own hypnosis session where uh, we hear from my uh, my other <laughs> incarnation of myself from the past, uh, Alakbar. I, I think that's his name. I don't know. It's pro- it might not be his name, but that's what I'm calling him for now until I get a better name. Um, <clears throat> and he's going to talk about. Well, you're going to hear hear me access one of his memories, um, and I it dawned on me like a big sack of potatoes over my head uh, as to why he showed me the memory he did um, because I could not figure it out at the time of the session. I was like, this seems like the most pointless (laughs) session ever. Um, But it, I got this huge light bulb moment after like five synchronicities knocked me on the head um, were... It showed me wh- why so you'll you'll get to hear that next week um i think the only thing for now as i sign off because uh, i gotta get my head right here before i start uh my qhc class which starts in 30 minutes as i'm recording this um if you any of you out there also want to um learn the hypnosis technique that I do, the, the modality that I uh, adapted <clears throat> so that you can access your own and others' uh, lifetimes from other planets and also use them in other benevolent and healing ways. I feel like my car is still here a little bit. <laughs> you might have heard my voice is still a little bit closer to hers now. Um, then, yeah, go get on the wait list for QHC. We're going to open the next round. My guess is we're opening the next, my plan, let me say not guess, and there are no guesses in business. My plan is to open the next round on Black Friday. Um, that may, that may change. I'm going to allow myself a little flexibility with that, but I think that's the plan. So if you want, if you're thinking of doing that, and even if you're not sure, just go, you can go ahead and get on the wait list. You'll get more information as it becomes available. Um, 
Oh yeah, and I am, I'm actually starting to work on some some more projects behind the scenes here. Um, I want to be able to offer more things like um, classes, uh, teaching material, things like um, self-hypnosis tracks that you guys can use for yourself to help um, learn how to access your own galactic selves and memories. Um, so I've, I've got a few things that I'm um, starting to work on on my end. So just stay tuned for that. If you have any special requests, go ahead and find me on Instagram um, at the Starseed Awakener and, and just hang out with me over there. DM me. I'm, I, I get back to everybody who, who reaches out so far. <laughs> I don't know, unless I get like a huge giant wave of people um, or unless I forgot about you. I'm sorry if I did, but I try to at least. Um, so I, I like to interact with you guys on there. So let me know if there's any special requests of things you want to learn, um, things you want to hear me talk more about, stuff like that. And also, uh, remember every Tuesday I do tell all Tuesdays on there where I answer questions, um, anonymously in my stories from you guys out there. So I'm going to get off the podcast now because my brain is still not 100% mine, and I'm going to um, deal with that on my end here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and um, I love you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening Podcast. If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to sign up for the next round. See you soon.